1: Welcome, everybody, to a long-overdue edition of All I <laughs> uh, Big news coming out of KeyBank Center uh, just within the last hour. Um, the moniker of Tagecoin, which was born right here at on like Trainwreck Sports Crossing Swords podcast. Tage, Tage signed a uh, seven-year, $50 million extension um, couldn't be happier with that number. Honestly, I thought it was going to be higher, Steve.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the uh, comparables that people have pointed to when talking about a Tage Thompson extension were uh, Josh Norris, Robert Thomas, both of them. I believe Norris was just shy of 8 mil. Rob mm-hmm. Thomas just a little bit above. So this is a full mil below. So the thing I like most about this financially is not just, you know, an affordable contract for just one player. It sets a precedent to every single forward on this team to say, if you want more than $7 million, you have to get on the ice and prove to me that you are officially a better producer than Tage Thompson, which right now no one is, which I think is an incredibly important thing to do. If the goal for this team is to draft a team, develop a team, keep the kids that you, that want to be here around, there needs to be enough money for everybody. And setting that precedent that now, right now, this era of Sabres hockey with the exception of Jeff Skinner getting grandfathered in, seven mils the ceiling. You want more? Get out there and break the ceiling. Jack Quinn, go break the ceiling. Dylan Cousins, go break the ceiling. Middlestat, break the ceiling. Savoy, when he gets here. You got to do it. Otherwise, that's the top. And I think that's incredibly uh, important, especially with all these uh, RFAs and entry-level contracts coming to an end in the next couple of summers. It's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, I... uh... You know, again, I expected him to probably come around that $8 million mark. Um, To see him, you know, come in below that is a breath of fresh air, Um, especially with that long of uh, an extension. Um, You know, you see the guy score, was it 38 goals last season? Was it 38?
0: 38 goals, 30 assists, 68 points.
1: Yep. Yep. And, you know, with his size playing a better, a, a more important position than, than Jeff Skinner on the wing, who's making $9 million a year, um, to see him come in under eight, I mean, I think you have the potential for a few years down into this deal that that to be a huge, huge steal. You got people kind of look at Nathan McKinnon's contract, not saying that he's going to be Nathan McKinnon, but you look at Nathan McKinnon's contract, and that's probably the best contract in the NHL at the time, you know, throughout its course, you know, you were getting an MVP caliber player at that price tag. Now I'm not saying again, we're not comparing. It's it's apples to oranges. We're not comparing Tage Thompson saying he's going to be Nathan McKinnon, but to get him at that number, especially if he exceeds expectations this next year, because he did Mm -hmm. what he did last year, nobody saw coming. I don't care what you say. You know, you're a liar to me. If you say you knew he was going to have that type of a season. Um, I, uh, to see him come in at that number was it like a 7.1, 7.2, like roughly, is that what it is?
0: 7.14, something, something, something repeating. Yep.
1: Yep. So to have him come into that number, that's a huge breath of fresh air. Uh, I think that has the potential to be a steal maybe even as soon as next year at uh, this time next year. Oh, well, I mean this last
0: year, he's still on that 1.4 million deal, but this would be the year, com- year after that, uh. The 2023 2024 season when this would kick in, but yeah, yeah. right now he's still on the final year of that 1.4 deal, which again is, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody got more out of 1.4 million dollars in the league last year than the Sabres got out of Tage, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly right. Like, again, nobody's saying that you know Tage is gonna be the next McKinnon, but ultimately, like, the most value for your dollar this contract will kick in when he's 25 and won't expire until he's 32, mm-hmm. which is roughly when the drop off for pretty much anybody in the league will start even for your superstars like and you know yeah he might not always be 70 plus points but even if 75 points per season is where he roughly averages seven million dollars that's a lot easier to swallow than if you know we're doing the thing that so many teams do where you have one productive season and you sign them to a boatload of money jeff skinner and again, I love Jeff Skinner, but no, there's no way to around it. That's just a bad contract. I, I can understand the context of why that contract was signed when it was the way it was, because I I, I think with the except with the exception of Jack Eichel, like Jeff Skinner was pretty much the only good news that that team had to talk about because he came in on that prove it prove it contract. Yeah, he proved it, and then it's like you're just gonna let him walk.
1: Well, has- I he was always one of the better five on five score, you know, top five on five score, goal scorers in the league up before he was a Buffalo Sabre. It was just how he canapulted from while playing with Jack Eichel. And again, I would say Jason Bottle was between a rock and a higher place. He was not in a good position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, yeah, no. Looking Absolutely. back on it, yeah, you probably don't want him to sign him to that deal. But at the end of the day, like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have the villagers with the pitchforks outside your door no matter what essentially. Um, and I, uh, I, I again in looking at what he did last year, if he can be a consistent sixty point player through the rest of his contract, I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with it. It's still an overpayment. It's still a bad contract, but at least he's putting up sixty or more points uh, while playing on a line. You know, again, just because Tage Thompson got this bag. I mean, I don't think that secures him as your number one center going forward. I still think there's some uh, an opportunity for a one A one B situation because I truly, truly think he's still better fit as your second line center. Um, you know where he can still probably produce. I predict at least you know around eighty points next season. Make that big jump even more so um, because I think there's nothing wrong with having great depth down the middle. So that last time the Sabers were great, you know when they were making their cup runs that's what they had. They had depth down the middle. You had Breer. You had Drury. You had Derek Roy. You had the three studs down the middle. And you know each and every one of them are liable to put up and between 70 to 80 points. There's nothing wrong with having stability down the middle. And sometimes you got to pay for it. In this case, you did. But hopefully this turns out to be an underpayment.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, again, I, I do think it's going to just raise the compete level amongst that forward core. I mean, just in the roster right now that we can name off the top of our heads, you know, Tage is your number one, but then there's Casey Middlestat who, you know, until he got injured in that very first game, you could have made the argument that he might have been gunning for that number one spot, which is really what made them switch Tage to center in the first place, is that Middlestat was injured in the very first game of Mm -hmm. the season. Otherwise, you know, this could, you know, it's a what-if machine that you want to get in on that, but like, you know, but that him, Middlestat, Cousins, and Krebs, who are both still younger and developing, but still, like, just those four people alone could be your four centers right now. And then in the pipeline, obviously, we already talked about Savoy, but Oslund, uh, Yuri, Kulik can play center.
1: The neighbors are uh, in such good shape. For,
0: for yeah, them. even Tyson Kozak. He could be, yeah, he could be your four-flying guy yeah. in some place. I don't know. There's, you know, there's just, there's just no way to know exactly how it's going to shape out. But, like, yeah, right now there's, like, Within the next three years, there could be seven guys gunning for the number one job. I they, you know, they might all have enough upside to have a valid claim to that throne. This is going to be, uh, again, I th- I think that this number does a lot for the compete level for everybody in that core because now they now they know like, you know, his numbers are the numbers to beat, and if I want more money, that's what I got to go out and do. And we and we've heard enough that like Cousins and Krebs are just insanely competitive just with one another as just like players, just as like contemporaries. So now that they kind of see this this little carrot dangling over it's like dang. They know what they gotta do if they want to get that big bag. Because right it'll now, be
1: interesting. Bag. It'll be interesting to see how the forward depth plays out um come training camp. I again I think no you know outside of a small handful of players for me I I think that you know no position safe on this team. Like if you come to training camp and you perform and you outperform your competition, they, there should be reason to believe that they make the team, no matter, you know, who it is. I mean, again, you're not going to get that with Jeff Skinner. You're not going to with Tage Thompson. But like, if you're, if you don't come prepared and you're not here cool. to perform, I think you need to set the precedent that, you know, your job could be on the line. You know, if somebody comes in here and outperforms you, you know i i love the swagger of yuri kulik because he says i expect to be in the nhl next year will he be probably not but that have that type of confidence in yourself and just to see kind of what he did in in, on the international stage over the last you know a few weeks ago kid has an insane nhl ready release um he's just you know he's everything as advertised you know when he was drafted uh late in the first round i i uh you know I'm. I am can not believe he fell as far as he did. To be quite honest with you, um, but I'm. I'm super excited, man. I'm super excited for the blue line and the the potential that we have there. Uh, with Owen Power, Matthias Samuelson, uh, Rasmus Dallin, uh Labushkin, who I think you know will end up forcing on the slide, Yoki Haru down to this third pairing, which I think he'll be fine. I actually think he'll thrive there. I think he will. Um, I think, you know, you'll get better production out of him in that role. And, you know, if there's an injury, at least you know that you can bring him up to your second pairing and he can fit right in.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I mean, yeah, I I definitely love watching Kulik's play. And, uh, you know, he may not be in the NHL roster in night one, but uh, I think he's pretty much at this point kind of sealed himself a spot within Rochester, which to go from, you know, international juniors play to – I'm in the minor league of the show. That's that's a pretty big jump in progress for an 18-year-old to be making. And I honestly think, you know, we're going to be looking at a similar like J.J. Paterka situation where it's like everyone's eyes are on Jack Quinn, but holy shit, this kid is good. And I feel like the same sort of thing might be happening with, uh, if I'm not, uh, Olivier Nadeau, he's the one who's out for six months, but I believe at least – Shouldn't Kisikov and Josh Bloom also be with Rochester this year?
1: They should be. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, I had the opportunity. I had the, I opportunity, want... to, I had the yeah, opportunity to meet Josh Bloom's uh, father at development camp, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. But really good guy. You know, I I thought his son had a great development camp. Um, I think he'd be a shoe in in Rochester uh, for next season. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I like to see where his game has come. So, but uh, yeah, I uh. You know this gets me excited for the season. I was already excited, already kind of talking about possibly getting seasons again with my dad. I, I mentioned, I talked a little bit about with you. Yeah. Um, You know this kind of gets you amped up a little bit for the for the season. You know, and you know, you see. You know, I was kind of browsing through Twitter once, kind of trying to find a good video to uh to post. You know, along with the announcer for the signing. And God, man, Tage just. You know, I remember when Don Granado said that he just. When he moved him to center, he said, "Just start shooting the puck. Use your size to your advantage. Start shooting the puck. Um, you know, stop hesitating. Use your body. Use your size. And just to see that guy's release last season, you always know he had a decent shot. But last season, I mean, he really put a lot of like the league on notice that this guy has a fucking cannon. Um, and you know, I, I, I tweeted it out. You know, I'm glad we get to see these Tage Thompson clap bombs for the next seven years. And he, that that guy, yeah, maybe." Right now, you think of that spot he sits on the power play, you would think of Michael, But, I mean, there's no reason to believe that he can't be that same guy on the power play, just hammering that puck through goalies. Not even just by, but through goalies. So, at 7.14, I think that's a good price for Tage Thompson, especially when, you know, you see what Don granado has been able to do with this team and what he's been able to get out of players that have underperformed in the past and just really turn – their development around and I can't wait to see how that continues with Tage. I hope he put in a phenomenal offseason. I hope he put on even more size, make himself more dangerous, make himself more intimidating. Like, you know, I, I, I just, I loved everything about the way the season ended. This, you know, the camaraderie the this, you know, players sticking up for one another, you know, not backing down, not just accepting the season for what it was and going out there and leaving it all on the ice. And I'm excited to see where that goes going forward. And I think the answer to, you know, what team we'll have, but also start net because Eric, you know, Comrie. And uh, as it sits right now, Craig Anderson, are your number one and number two, maybe one, a one B. I don't think Comrie a shoe in for the starting job. I and mean, it could be Anderson. You never know. Um, but. You know, I think it all starts in net and fixing that issue, which I hope with the Comrie signing and bringing back Craig Anderson, that has fixed that issue for at least for next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I kind of want Conry to have a starting job if for no other reason he has yet to have a starting job in this
1: You, you want to give him a shot.
0: Yeah. You know, right now, with the exception of a perfectly serviceable 41-year-old Craig Anderson, no one is fighting you for that crease. It is no. yours. It's your crease to lose. So give it yeah. to him opening night. See how he performs. You know, if he, fo- if he folds like a lawn chair, have another conversation. Uh, but you know, you still have Craig in your back pocket. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing but up there's you know, at this point we really don't have anything to lose. The real goalie prospects are a few years out. You know, we gotta do something. It can't just be the Craig Anderson show. There's only so much only so much life that you can have left in him. You know, he's been playing the game since before some of the people watching this watching this episode might have even been born or like before they could even walk. Ah, uh, yeah. Hockey's a-, a young man's game, and unfortunately, it will eventually leave our boy Craig behind. But that's no knock on Craig. You know, I'm 32 and I can barely do anything. <laughs> so yeah, man, don't. I'm
1: 35 years old and I can barely bend over to put my socks on. So, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah.
0: that. I'm looking forward to seeing what Eric Comrie can do, especially with all those comments that I watch from the like Sabers Live podcast, where he's like just talking about how much he gets out of just the act of practice. Which you never hear anybody talk about how apt they are to just practice with the team, which I guess if you've been in Connor Hellebuck's shadow for five years, that's kind of all you had. Mm -hmm. But just to have that kind of enthusiasm, just to like run some little fucking shooting drills and just you know get to know the boys in a practice setting, and like that's how you want to earn your bread and butter. It's it's an interesting philosophy, and I don't think we've seen it in the Sabres crease in a while. But like, I mean, I don't think we're gonna get a guy that just. It sounds like he's just laser-focused, absurd dedication to the craft. And, yeah, I just see nothing but upside with the guy, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him just kind of shut a few mouths. It's like I'm not a backup. I yeah. could do the real
1: fucking thing. I just haven't had an opportunity yet. When you think about laser-focus and that and, you know, taking the intricacies of practice more seriously than others, I mean, I'm not comparing the two goaltenders in terms of skill and career because, obviously, Eric Hamry and this guy are just at two completely different levels. Uh, but you think about Ryan Miller, Ryan Miller, you know, the focus and just the mental beast uh, he was um, just, you know, how he took, and there was a reason why people, reporters would go to him first in the locker room at the, at, during post games, because he always had a solid answer. He always had a well thought, well, well thought out answer and presented it, you know, with facts and just, it, it, you know, he always had a good sound bite. So, um, you know, including, you know, you know, Calling Milan Lucic a piece of shit, which is you know obviously his most memorable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, I I like I like those things that I read about Eric Homery. Um, hopefully, you know that type of laser focus and that work ethic you know shows during the regular season because I'm tired of you know seeing us fall in the bottom fifteen of the draft. You know you know what I mean or top fifteen of the draft. You know yeah I, I want I want to I want I, I want to be fighting. You know, and again, the season won't be a disappointment for you, but I'll be fighting for a playoff spot this season. I want to be on the outside looking in, being in the hunt, so to speak. You know, I think this team could be, could potentially be that team. Um, I'm not considering to predict a playoff berth, but there's no reason to think that this team, A, isn't better, and B, um, won't move the needle forward enough to be, you know, coming in the last 20 games of the season have us watching the standings more more than we ever have.
0: Yeah. Um and just given with the, at least within our division uh just how much change happened with the Ottawa Senators yeah. and you could also argue Detroit. Um going
1: to be a good team next year? At least, yeah, at least
0: from Ottawa, I guess the ultimate debate is uh how do you build a winning team? Do you buy it or do you grow it? Uh this this season will kind of uh be an answer to that question at least in the atlantic division uh you know Buffalo was clearly been growing their team and ottawa just made a couple very big purchases in the offseason very good players okay. that, you
1: know that, that obviously being the biggest um yeah. I, I just i think i i i think they've approved themselves in that for sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i personally i still can't i still laugh about matt Murray going to Toronto and I'm thinking that's an upgrade it's it's hilarious,
0: Matt, Matt Murray and Varlam. No, not Varlam, but fucking uh, who's, he? who's he? Who's the other capital that went there? Uh, um, God damn! It was somebody else that was just like, oh my goodness! I
1: what? know who you're talking about. Oh, Murray, Sonsonov? and
0: Sansonov are the solution. When he was group.
1: in the KHL, he was he was one of the highly more higher touted goalie prospects of the last of the, of the previous decade. And you know what a bust that's been so far. You know the guy hasn't been able to get it together at the pro uh, in in the NHL. Um, you know has had flashes here and there, but he's just never really been able to be consistent. So, um,
0: doesn't your buddy Drury always say, uh, "Hey, hi, glove,"
1: because uh, he I really
0: love. does. He really does not like Samsonov. Uh, I know uh, from the sure few that. from the few shows that I was on with with our buddy there, yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, a, he does have a lot of nice things to say about Ilya Samsonov, he's yeah. a, he's a caps Homer.
1: oh well, yeah, but you know, he. I remember um, when we were doing the playoff shows, he just cringe at the thought of Samsonov being in that is it It's just like, <laughs> oh, dude, you know, oh guarantee Guaranteed three three goals on three goals. It's almost the guarantee, but um. Yeah. So with that being said, man, I mean, I don't have much more. I just, I like, I'm excited for the potential of change. I'm excited to see who's going to be fighting for spots on this team. Will it be Quinn? Will it be Paterka? Will it be Yuri Kulik? Who knows? Like, again, I think the spots that are available on this team, it shouldn't be just handed out to anybody. Um, If you outperform somebody who has a contract, there's no reason to think in my opinion, this team isn't hasn't been good enough to the point where you gotta say no. Like, I'm sorry, this guy's under contract for the next so and so year. No, you know, if somebody comes into camp, if if, if Jack Quinn comes into camp, if J.D. Petter comes into camp, and they absolutely light a fire, I'll you know I, light, light a fire under the coaching staff's ass. Like, I I find it hard, I'm hard pressed to keep them off the roster. Hockey, it, as much as you want to stay loyal to, has been loyal you, Like, you, it's a business at the end of the day, and if they're going to perform and give you a better chance to win out there on the ice, you bring them in. So I, again, those are the two big names for me that I, I want to see where, you know, where they end up, you know, where they end up. If if one of them is making this roster 100% all oh, signs yeah. towards Jack Quinn with the series season. But JJ Paterka had a great year last year too. Yeah. When, when Quinn was out with injury, who, who picked, who, you know, who picked up who the picked, dead weight, or who you know, who put the team? Yeah, who picked up the
0: slack. Yeah, JJ Paterka. Yeah. You don't got to tell me twice. And I get that Jack Quinn was AHL Rookie of the Year. I'm not taking anything away from Jack Quinn's ability to finish. No, but me personally, I feel that JJ Paterka does have the capacity to be a more complete 200 foot player. 100, Jack. And if that's what you value, a complete full player who can also fish, finish. Finish or just a dude who can finish more effectively, Yep. I honestly think the spot should go into Paterka if you're only choosing one. I or know. you might make the argument in the other direction that because Jack Quinn needs that work to develop his game 200 feet, maybe he ought to do that with the big boys rather than send him down to the minors for another year because you know J.J.'s ready. I know J.J.'s ready. I, I think he's ready. And I kind of respect the fact that they haven't just put Anders Bjork on waivers yet, but I think ultimately after training camp, I I would not be even the least bit surprised to see if we have put Andres Bjork on waivers. If somebody wants to pick him up, great, have fun with him. otherwise we send him down to Rochester. but there cannot be a roster spot for Andres Bjork. No, no, like his defensive game does not even merit that he should be a part of this no. roster with the, with, with the Yonkers, with he the almost really have, with the with just the with the young kids just like sniffing at the carcass trying mm-hmm. to get a fucking tear at it. And, I'm sorry, Andres Bjork is easily the weakest link in yeah.
1: the game. And- we got the pros. We got the prospects challenge coming up too. Oh yeah, I'm to to that. the first opportunity we're going to get to see some Sabres hockey here. Uh, teams involved, uh, obviously the Sabres, the Bruins, uh, the Canadians, Devils, I believe the uh, Senators well. and mm-hmm. Penguins. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of teams involved in this, and it's being hosted right here in Buffalo. So. We got a, a good a good opportunity. I know me and you talked about it. Get down there and see these kids you know, up close and personal. Uh so obviously with on you know, anyone under a college, uh you know, college prospect playing college, guys like Devin Levi and Ryan Johnson won't be there. Um no so, Eric, no. Yeah, Eric Portillo won't be there. So I'm not sure what types of goal that kid that we just drafted. Um he'll I'd assume as long as he's healthy, he'll still he'll be there. I would assume maybe would you would you pl be there?
0: I mean technically right now he doesn't have a contract with his team right now.
1: So that's actually that's still yeah, a they did not qualify
0: team. him. They did no, not No, they qualified him. they qualified everybody.
1: No, he but just, I mean, know what I mean though. They haven't given they haven't,
0: Yeah, they haven't announced that a contract has been signed. I don't yeah. know I mean, I I've I've heard you know, I haven't heard any rumblings that he's going back to Europe or anything to have a starting job or anything like that, but when the deal is a little bit less of a priority, sometimes it drags into the end of April, end of August, beginning of September. But, I mean, September is in two days. The prospect challenge is in two weeks from there. It's kind of getting a little bit concerning that we haven't heard anything. Like, I figured we would hear something by now. Like, I was clamoring for it at the end of the July, like – Where's his contract? Where's his contract? It's been like three weeks since free agency started. They yeah. qualified him. What's up? Um, but yeah, nothing. Kind of in radio silence. And I've seen a couple people, you know, every so often when the Sabres posted, uh, so what's what about that UPL contract? And uh, no one's no one's saying anything. Uh, so technically, until he gets pen to paper and signs something, I uh, know he wouldn't be there because right now he's technically not. A, he's still an RFA, but he's not yet a Sabre or an American. And it's interesting to see where those chips fall. But I, you know, barring more injuries, of course, I think he's got the starting spot in Rochester at the very least. You've got a starting spot somewhere. Uh, So I don't know what you're doing. I mean, if you want, I I get it. If he's got family, he wants to go home. That's, you know, everybody's got the reasons, but if if it's just a matter of, I'm not getting enough ice time, like, you know, if your body holds up, you can stay in the net in Rochester as long as you want. Like Malcolm Subans, I think he's still recovering from whatever he's got going on. I don't think he's gunning for anything anytime soon. And, like, literally everybody else, I think. Like, I don't think Hauser's in the mix. I don't – obviously, Aaron Dell went back to San Jose. Not uh, to Tukarski somebody. got picked up by someone. I don't even
1: remember who the fuck picked up Tukarski, But it's, what Was it the Penguins? Have they announced the rosters yet? I don't think they have. It's still pretty close. I don't think any rosters have been actually named. How
0: the fuck did I remember Dustin Tkarski got picked up by the Penguins? Why is that information I have in my brain? Oh, uh, But I, I, really, I, 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 I mean, again, he's a perfectly serviceable backup backup, but he's not anybody I want seeing an NHL crease. Well, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with UPL because as of right now, he's still just a, a little blue box on Cat Friendly, and I have no idea what's going on with that. Cause I'm not behind those doors. So, well, anyways, um, no prospect
1: rosters yet. I think they're going to save that probably for week of to get you hype. Yep, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited for the, the prospects challenge to see. I know. I know. Again, I know Matthew Savoy was hurt during development camp, so I know he didn't really participate. Aaron Hugel Gut was hurt, so he wasn't participating uh, in the, a lot of the on ice stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume we'll probably get Josh Bloom again, um, mm-hmm. guys like that that will be there. I think the Sabres will have a team that will contend to win this whole thing, no doubt, Again, especially, um, with, again, with the kid that they drafted. I'm sorry his name escapes me. It's really it, – you know, Steve, if you can pull that up real quick. Which He kid? was the number, number one ranked goalie uh, in Europe. When, oh, uh, um, Lennon? Yeah, Lennon, yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, I think he – didn't he also go out of the uh... – the yeah he,
1: yeah, he didn't he yeah, though, he, so. he got hurt he was got hurt. Banged,
0: hurt got a little banged up as well yeah
1: yeah so I'd imagine I would imagine that if he's healthy he'll be there possibly starting and they just need one other guy and I don't know who who that would be right now because again I I can't see UPL going back for another prospects you know I you know at what point is he done being a prospect you know like
0: yeah I mean uh. Again, I don't know the prognosis of Subban, but maybe that's where he's just... I mean, I know he's definitely not a fucking prospect.
1: No, he's been around for quite a bit. I don't
0: know. Maybe it's just... You're like the emergency backup. If For whatever reason, Lenin goes down again. We need somebody to fill a spot. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I guess the other choice would probably have to be... Are you still a prospect at the age of
1: 23? Because
0: that's how old UPL is.
1: Yeah, it's really... I mean, really, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I, If anything, you have him there just to get on the ice and yeah, take some sure. That I can see. Um, looking yeah. at potential, um, potential uh, roster for the Prospects Challenge, again, I'm pretty positive if you're playing college, you can't play in this. I'm pretty sure that's the rule. I want to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're
0: probably busy either, because yeah, most so. colleges have like started already.
1: Like yeah, college. yeah. So yeah. So you're probably, so probably already spoken for. We're looking at guys like Brett Murray. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean Brett. Malone. I wouldn't be there. I don't think. No, probably not. Um, Brendan Byro. R two roost And he's he's back in the fold, correct? No, R two went. To he, did he go to back to Europe? He, yeah, he's going back to Europe. Back to Europe. Yep. 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 Okay, so Brandon Byro, um, Casey Fitzgerald is a guy I think would possibly be there. Yeah,
0: Casey would probably be there. Waxman would probably be there. Fikara, Fikara. again. Yeah, Kulik's obviously going to be there. Hopefully, Austin comes back around.
1: That'd be nice. Komarov, Rusek, um, Paterka will obviously be there. Quinn mm-hmm. will obviously be there, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Savoy, again, if healthy. I think he'd be there, Nadeau.
0: Yeah, I do. Nadeau. Uh, yeah Nadeau, Nadeau, I believe is – I saw something at the beginning of the summer that he's getting some surgery. He'll be out for like about six months. Okay, he'd so
1: he will be there. Be there. Uh, Oslin, oh. I would expect to be there. Yeah,
0: Oslin, Rosen, uh, uh, Bloom, Kisikov. Yeah.
1: Eisen, Rosen, Isaac uh, Rosen, Harry. Yeah, Rosen. Uh, um Again, yeah. I, we mentioned Josh Bloom earlier, Yuri Kulik for sure. I mean, they have a, a good team that could contend for this thing, and I'm just looking looking for the goalies here. And in the system.
0: Yeah, no, in, in the system, with the exception of the two guys going back to college, it's Lennon and UPL and yeah. else. So, yeah.
1: So. Again, I mean, if they, neither of
0: them are showing up, that's going to be an interesting question mark.
1: Yes, so they're going to have to sign <laughs> somebody on yeah. a tryout, kind of like they did when, when he went down during development camp. I forget who they brought up to play. Um, was it Michael Hauser again? No, no, no. It was uh, just a standing goalie who actually performed pretty well. Um, he made it to the championship game, I think, against Portillo. Whose team oh, yeah, out. yeah, the
0: guy in the gray jersey who didn't have a nameplate.
1: Yeah, didn't no nameplate. I forget his name. Yeah, uh, They didn't announce that. I can't remember who it was, though. But uh, with that being said, Steve, you know, this gets me amped up for the season. Um, yeah. Hopefully there's more good news to come. Um, I did see uh, there was rumblings. I'm not sure if there's any truth to this about Sabres being in talks, you know, in the conversations for possibly bringing in Broussard. Did you hear that, too? Or am I just, you know? Um. um-
0: I didn't hear it, but then again, I'm kind of stuck at my desk all day and I can't really look at a Twitter all day. But yeah.
1: that would be – Was it Broussard? Is that what I heard?
0: Hmm. I mean, it's a, it, it would be an
1: interesting conversation to have, I suppose. We're talking- it was my Sabres noise on the 22nd. Derek Broussard is still in the market. Will he end up with the Sabres? just a name that was thrown out there. Um, again, just not a name to keep an eye on, but it's excited. It's exciting during the offseason when there is no hockey to hear stuff like that. You know, not sure how much truth there is to that. Um, I mean,
0: I mean, at the age of 34, that's that that that's a fourth line center acquisition,
1: I would hope. I agree, and that's where you think you probably have Zemgus Gergenzen, correct? I mean, that's that's, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean. Technically, on his stat card, it says he plays center, but I've pretty much only seen gets on the left
1: wing. You know, he's played on—he's played up the middle, too, before. Um, yeah.
0: I feel like I see him
1: more often on the, just the left yeah. side rather than
0: I'm, truly playing center. Although the last two years we've been graced with Cody Eakin, which I believe to this day has still not been signed.
1: Is he, yeah, he has not been signed anywhere, correct? No. That's the next big signing. They're going to announce Cody Egan. Don't even joke about it. I'm, I'm going to tweet it out. I'm be like, now announce Cody Eakin.
0: Protect your necks, boys and girls. Cody Eakin's coming back. <laughs> and it's just the gif. It's just the gif of him doing the, the I'm head. I'm going to the video. <laughs> That's but, Yes, to, to this moment, Cody Eakin has not been re-signed by any team in the league. Yeah. Which is about what you would expect.
1: Now announce Cody Eakin. Don't do it. Oh, do it! Yeah, I do.
0: Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Oh, God. oh man, you're just going to start hemorrhaging viewers talking about this. Cody Eakin signing. Don't even
1: stop. Now announce Cody Eakin, cowards.
0: Uh, announce Cody Eakin signing, cowards. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah, I'm. Still, I'm still a well little bummed out. Johan Larson couldn't get a
1: second go around, but you know, I right? Don't. My, my uh, analytical, analytical side of me, if the guy was such a valuable asset on a team, a winning team, then he would have found somewhere else to play. Yeah, I can have also, played,
0: yeah, I can also understand him. if he just, you know, too many bad memories. It's like, yeah, I, I think I've heard this song before.
1: But even you know, outside I of Buffalo, you mean, you could have gone. If you were if you were a valued player, you know, you would have caught on somewhere else, man. He's been a little bit of a suitcase. So, that it, you know, if he would have signed with a different team, this would have been, what, his fifth team? So,
0: uh, yep. Started with Minnesota, then Buffalo for a hot minute. Arizona,
1: Washington. So yeah, that would have been his fifteen. Yep, and it was fifteen. So, I do maybe when, when he goes go, uh, goes overseas to play, maybe you know he has a great season, turns some heads, finds his way back in the NHL. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm just. Uh, I've never been a huge Johan Larson advocate I and mean, I get the analytics say he's a valuable, valuable player, but I mean, if that were the case, I mean, greater hockey minds would have caught on and we got to have this guy on our team and he's not. So uh, with that being said, that's all I really got, Steve. Just yeah.
0: time uh, I'm just family getting family real really jazzed good. up for hockey. Uh, yeah. Fall's fall's going to be lit, you know, hockey's back record a full length with the band Play more video games because it's gonna be cold outside. So I can, I use that as an excuse to stay indoors more often. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. But God, uh, what? What now? Uh, two weeks, two three weeks to the prospects challenge. That's that's how long I gotta wait here. Two and a half weeks. I'm not counting the days.
1: This though. is this is a little nice quote tweeted out by the Sabers from Tage Thompson uh, about, about almost an hour ago. This is a place I want to be at for a very long time i want to be a guy that helps this team win and make the playoffs and win a stanley cup and a lot of ands in here and obviously those are all just words and you have got to put that into action i'm excited to be a guy that's a buffalo saber and i think we've got a lot of guys in the room that feel the same way about our team as i do a lot of big run-on sentence there in the beginning but i have to agree with them um you you like to hear that stuff but like he said you know when you put pen to paper it's time to you know you know actions speak louder than words now especially that you put pen to paper so uh with that being said uh steve i'll hang up and listen it's been a great time good senior scruffy face again
0: (laughs) Uh, oh that's that ship let's not bury the leader you got yourself a ship
1: a ship oh yes yes yes
0: yeah, come yeah. on now. Let's not sign off before we can pump your tires. Coley you spends, your yeah, Coley spends so much time pumping his yeah. tires from his time in the O. We
1: can we can give yeah, you a bring the trophy I for our first the Dwayne's will play. Yeah, I'm gonna bring the trophy on show. Uh next time we uh Next time we uh go live or have a show, I'm gonna bring the trophy on and shove it up as
0: please, please get a swirly straw and
1: just drink out of it the whole oh, time. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'll have to make You're sure saying. it's cleaned out before I even think about doing that. <laughs> yeah, uh it was a fun I actually got indefinitely suspended for the end of the season and most of the playoffs. And uh they let me play for the finals, which was cool. So I uh oh, I had a little bit of a goalie fight, a little bit of a tilt with another goaltender who was a little bit of a lunatic. Uh, I won't get into too much details. I'll save that story for the next show, but uh, it, it was quite the story. I will say that I was uh, there was a headbutt, headbutting incident during this. Ah. Yes.
0: Were you wearing helmets or did the uh, no, the mask?
1: Helmet. Off. helmet. So oh. It was, okay. uh, very reminiscent in the beginning, at least, of that scene from Goon where uh, <laughs> <laughs> runs eye motherfucker and tackles the other goalie. <laughs> Very reminiscent of that without the bonsai motherfucker. So, with that, Steve, I will hang up and listen. And remember, guys, follow us on two goalies with Mike at Trainwreck Sports, uh, at you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube. Produce anywhere you get your podcast. And be sure to go to Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case on game night. Bill season, saber seasons are upcoming, so game day and game night, get over to Outlet Liquor on Dick Road or near Georgia and Bo- Georgia and Boulevard near Dick Road, and uh, get yourself a case. Uh, don't haste, don't waste your time. Go get a case. I'm making up my own, you know. Uh, we gotta get, own- this, right we gotta get this. We gotta get this some cue cards to read. Yeah, right. So, uh, guys, again, I'll hang up and listen. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, Stay tuned, me and Kali will be back at you hopefully soon uh, for the uh, newest season, I guess. I guess we're going to start this, you know, make this season two officially of two goalies, one Mike. And, uh, you know, we will uh, talk to you guys soon. And, uh, you know, can't wait. Looking forward to it.